1: Good morning. Happy hump day, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, Everything entertainment. Holly Roberts is with us for hour one. Feeling pretty good now. Yeah. We are leading the pack in My Talkie
2: Awards. You keep calling them that.
1: I like it like that.
2: All right. That's why they call her Meemaw, and they call me Big Nasty. It's just how <laughs> it goes. We are leading. We're tied with Loj, but we're leading. Bradley and Don. Oh, do they have? They have three. They won two today. Oh, okay.
1: No, Bradley and Don haven't won anything. No, they no, no. Zero. Bradley, oh. no. Yeah,
2: she was going back to Loj, but Bradley oh. and Don, zero. zero total wins. That's
1: too bad.
2: No, it's Sorry, kind of fun, guys. right? Could they go they winless fun for the us. whole week? I hope so. And imagine right now, if we were fighting for a best of replay day, just imagine they had granted us those stakes and we were in the lead three days in, Donna. Yeah. We'd be calling up friends saying, hey, meet me at Mammoth. We're going to do a three day weekend ski trip. But now we can't Mm. because the bosses refuse to. Add fun stakes. One show gets a best of replay on a day of their choosing. It would have been great. They could have made promos around it. You're listening to a best of because the My Talk Award winners, the champions, are out, you know, blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. They could have made it fun. Well all I can do is try to make things fun, Donna.
1: Thank you. Um even though you did a terrible job this Thank morning, you. still it it's really, really nice to I just, have three wins.
2: I suppose the low moment was when I genuinely, even though the two of, it was you two, or maybe you and Mike had told, maybe it was you and Mike, at the end of the show yesterday, you said, uh, you'll defend Lindsay Lohan for comeback of the year. right? And, and then I forgot that. And the emails formatted a little bit weird, so I opened it up, and I was looking, and I saw Brendan Fraser's name, and I thought, oh, this is because Donna... Wants to see this movie, The Whale. Okay, it's Brendan Fraser. So then I had my IMDb up, and I was looking at Brendan Fraser, some of the uh-huh. things he had done since yeah. The Mummy Returns. Right. And then I uh, come to find out, as we were coming back from commercial, that it was in fact Lindsay Lohan. So that was not my best defense. Also, Below Deck, I had to go to Wikipedia and I read character names. You sure did.
0: You did a nice job, Steve, reading those names.
2: Because if somebody watched Below Deck, Holly, and then they heard me referencing some of these engineers on the ship or crewmates or whatever, they were like, yeah, that checks out. Those are people.
1: Oh, my God. So far.
2: But with the slap... I felt great.
1: Yeah, felt we great. were going to win that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. We won that so far. We won Most Valuable Celebrity with Prince Harry. We won Movie of the Year with Top Gun Maverick. We got real lucky that we got that movie. Because yeah. I'm sure other people wanted that movie. Um,
2: lucky that we got the slap, too.
1: I am I mean, yeah.
0: look, the Academy threw you guys a bone. They threw yeah. every... I think every, every everyone show... Everyone
1: gets a bone. Everyone gets a bone. Yeah. yeah.
2: Except for Bradley and Don. Except for
1: Bradley and, and Don. Correct. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that'll be tomorrow. Oh. So tomorrow, um, by the way, that clip of Brendan Fraser in The Whale was heartbreaking. Yeah.
2: What was it? I just want to be loved? Is that what he said?
1: I got goosies. Oh. He just said he hasn't done one good thing with his life. Yeah. He mm-hmm. just wants to do one good thing with his life. Oh, yeah, well, so well, sad. Tomorrow we've got Song of the Year, Musical
0: Artist of the Year, and the WTF Award.
1: Okay, what do we have for those?
2: Um, Song of the Year is Cuff
1: from Beyonce. And,
2: and uh, Mike, Mike, who produces Hours 2 and 3 of the Don and Steve Experience, he's going to be representing us.
1: He'll do great. And he
2: says he's well prepared to defend "Cuffit," It, okay. which is great. Um, that ain't going to win. No, no. But he'll defend it well. And what did we choose in the other categories? Uh, I don't know. Awesome.
1: Um, Let's see. So
0: Musical Artist of the Year, I believe... Your program chose Taylor Swift. Okay. Okay. All right. That's good. She's a contender. And the WTF Award, your selection, your nominee, Mm. Heidi Klum's worm costume for Halloween. (laughs) I mean, that is a pretty serious WTF. I feel like
2: that gets us a bronze or silver. That's not going to land us in last place. That was wild. Yeah, that was weird.
1: Okay. Okay. I think we're going to be in good shape. And then who has to come back on Friday to defend? That would be you. Oh, great. Yes, Put so. it on your calendar. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, and that will be what? Uh, lifetime Achievement, Breakout, and Crush of the Year. Okay. I don't know what we have for that. Do you? Uh,
2: lifetime Achievement, I believe you Harrison chose. Ford. Harrison Ford was our choice. And then um, I forget the other two categories. But Why did um, I
1: get the feeling you are just making fun of me there? Cr- crush of the Year. Hmm. Harry Styles. Oh, is that yeah. What you're, yes, mm-hmm. of
2: course. Come on. Yeah, that's great. Breakout
0: star of the year, Florence Pugh. That's good. Even though she's already been nominated
1: for Oscars.
2: Yeah. Before. I mean... You know, Donna so came back after watching... What's that. the what's the Harry Styles movie that you watched, Donna?
1: Um, the one that everyone hates.
2: And you came mean? back saying, like, he is going to be a huge star star
1: as, as far as like a triple threat kind yeah. of deal like he's a very good actor don't worry darling did you watch that donna yes i did
2: and she walked away from that saying that he is a very good actor but i had heard some other people uh, notably I mean, the... Lori, saying oh like she watched it on the way back from her flight from la sure. the other day and said oh my gosh it was just so bad The
1: movie wasn't great, but his acting was great.
2: She said, don't expect any sudden uh, awards for Harry Styles here. So it was was very different. Now, I can tell you one thing that you can bet your bottom dollar on. I'm not going to see it to try to decide who's right. I'm just going to leave that <laughs> to the listener, leave it in the ether. It's Listen, more interesting. He's
1: been in other movies. What was that movie Dunkirk, I believe he was in. He was great. Yeah, and he was mm. in a movie called My Policeman that came it's, out this year. Yes. Mm. Great, like the one great thing about him is he's versatile. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't put himself in a box like I'm going to be a leading man and I'm only going to play uh straight people he's you know my policeman i believe is about like a uh an unforbidden did i see this movie i think i saw my policeman yeah i did he was great
0: yeah harry styles in a same-sex relationship back in the 1960s he was great i
1: saw this movie how did i forget i saw this movie i never reviewed it wow it was so great donna so I great.
2: mean, you know, Donna went to watch a man called small. Otto the other night, oh. the Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, and so she was like, "Oh, I'll watch this at home." And then she pulled it up. Uh, what she had pulled up and realized minutes into it, but not immediately, was uh, the Swedish version of that movie. It's called A Man Called Ove. Uh and, and Ova. it's Ova, and it's uh, it's entirely in Swedish. Holly and Donna has done this before, where she started watching a movie in Spanish and didn't realize like she had dubs on. This happened a few years ago. I forget the name of the movie. But that's how that can happen. That's how you can watch My Policeman or whatever and forget to talk about it. Cause you know.
1: Well, if you watch something like on a Friday. Sure. And then it's a holiday weekend. Sure. Easy to forget.
2: And as you have said a gazillion times, casino tour. You know, you're you're loosening up the reins a little bit.
0: Here was Donna trying to watch a man called Otto on a Friday night.
1: Pouché. <laughs> all right, we gotta go. Uh when we come back, uh Dr. That's Phil funny. is ending after 21 seasons. We'll talk about that. And also, the TV shows that inspired the most baby names last year. See if you can figure out which one television show had a lot to do with that. When we come right back on my talk. One. Hey guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. Thank you, Steve. Um, these guys, this firm, is really dedicated to helping people under the most difficult of circumstances. Whether you are suffering from an injury, uh, you've lost a loved one, a loved one in a fatal accident, God forbid. Or you are facing criminal charges, Mike Bryant assures that every legal tool at their disposal will be used to protect your rights. Um, oftentimes, you know, you got to keep in mind that there's uh, medical expenses when you suffer a personal injury, there's lost wages, there's rehab costs, there's distress, and that can change things at home for everyone. Get a hold of Mike or a member of his team. You could set up a free consultation to assess your case, and if you do have what they believe is an actionable case, Bradshaw and Bryant will put their knowledge and experience to work for you and, uh, you know, make sure that your rights are protected. You can find Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hi hey guys. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. I'm sorry, TV's Steve Patterson. Donna. What?
2: Many people have said that uh, it was when I left Daytime Local Television that that caused sort of the the dominoes. That's when we saw Ellen say, you know what, if he's going, I'm going. Double (laughs) J, Judge Judy, if he's going, I'm going. And now Dr. Phil.
1: Oh, what's going on? I'll be honest, I didn't know he was still on the air. I really didn't.
2: It's the the TV landscape. Genuinely, all jokes aside, has really changed the daytime TV landscape. When you lose Judge Judy, and uh, and then you you lose Ellen, yes, and then Doctor Phil, yes, and the other doctor, Doctor Oz, they were all on daytime TV, yes, twelve months ago, and now they're all off.
1: Do, do we think this has to do with streaming in any way?
2: Well, it does with Judge Judy because she she did not retire. She took it to, what was it, CBS All Access or yeah, Paramount yeah, yeah. Plus or something, and now she's making all sorts of money and probably just getting a deeper cut of the money, of which she was already getting a very deep cut of. She was routinely she was the, most the richest person on television, paid. yeah, making like $60 million a year. Why um, doesn't
1: she retire? Go spend your money.
2: I bet she does spend her money.
1: I hope she does.
2: Because she is not... Do you, you think she's going to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? She's not. And if she is, it's not every week. They're doing batch shooting. She's shooting five or eight sure. episodes a day, and getting through stuff, and then has giant times of nothing in between where she can spend Kinda her like money. You. Except I got this job, kind of you know. Oh, that's true. That's no, but true. if you do, if you're like a, you know, we always go back to Pat Sajak. If you're Pat Sajak, you're on TV. In America, all across the country, six nights a week. They're on Saturdays as Which well. is
1: amazing. So you're always top of mind.
2: Right. But he has roughly, according to my math, 10 months off. So let me say that again. Pat Sajak is on your television screen six nights a week, no matter where you live in the country. And he works 35 days a year. That's seven weeks of work. So Judge Judy... I'm sure, has something similar to that. Right. She's okay. not checking, punching in every day at the, you know, Culver City lot where they're shooting this. She is batch shooting, saying, hey, guys, you're not going to hear from me much for the next uh, few weeks. And uh, and then I will be free. Let me check my calendar oh, for the next 10 months. I wonder if
1: she is... Uh, if her grandkids her kids are like oh god don't get grandma in a bad mood you know what i mean or if she's just c- complete opposite sweet as can be great
2: question wouldn't that be funny if, if you had two kids who were arguing he took my gumball no you said i could have it and then does she hold court Order! quite Order. literally in the kitchen small claims court in the kitchen oh would that be great oh. to see judge judy at home hey zip it when i when i want more answers i'll ask you a question you understood now, Judy, right. tell me what happened with the gumball. Whose gumball was? You don't even like watermelon. You know, could you just right. see her Absolutely. Um Anyway, Dr. Phil is uh, the headline that has us talking about all this, is that he is going to be ending his show at the end of this season. Um, let's see. He, he came on in 2022 is when his standalone Dr. Phil show started to get syndicated. He had first come to fame a few years prior to on Oprah. Yes. And then he was a he was a recurring guest there, right? And then wrote books. The show went like gangbusters. Um, but he is seventy two. He's stepping away from the daytime show. But as Holly mentioned earlier in a dirt, there he's staying with CBS Viacom, whatever parent company's in charge mm-hmm. over there. And will be dipping his toe into primetime stuff, other ventures, certainly with streaming. I'm sure there could be other things. Maybe he sort of. Goes the way of Oprah Winfrey and does interviews from time to time because he does interviews. with I'm Bradley Trainer,
1: And I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
2: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all
2: of this is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. High-profile celebrities who are in some kind of a mess, right? Mm-hmm. He's done that yes. before. So maybe he does specials on his own time. Certainly the man doesn't need any money. No. Filthy rich. But when you are told... To your point of, why don't they just retire? If you're told, hey, just so you know, uh, if you commit to a six-week schedule this year, not this quarter, this year, that that will probably get you talent fees, producing fees, you know, your production and how company. how can you turn that down? Another $30 million if you mm-hmm. want it. And then you're thinking, well, how many books am I going to read this year? Sure, right. I'll give you six weeks and give me $30 million.
1: Well, the other thing is it keeps other people employed. And I think sure. that that probably comes into play as well, unless you're Judge Judy's former bailiff.
2: Petrie's Hawkins Bird, who we <laughs> tried to get on the show and were famously stood up. We were expecting this call. We teased it yeah. throughout the entire show that oh. we would be speaking with a former television courtroom bailiff. <laughs> and
1: then crickets at 11 o'clock. Nothing. Oh, devastating.
2: And uh, his his uh, handler asked if we wanted to rebook, and we said, uh, we do not. Absolutely, Absolutely not. No. Order in this court. Right. We sentence you to silence. Fool us once. Fool me once, shame on. Shame <laughs> on me.
1: Fool me can't get fooled again. A new study looked at which TV shows inspired the most baby names last year. The top three names are all from this TV show. What do you think it is? It is a streamer.
2: Stranger Things.
1: Not a bad guess. Good guess. Yeah. Good yeah. Guess. Good, <laughs> guess. Good guess. Good Come guess. On the feud. Big, big money. Big money. Big money. Right, big money. Yeah. Big money. Um, no, it was Yellowstone. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. So they looked at character names from the 100 popular shows over the past three years. They cross referenced them with official stats from the Social Security Administration to see which shows inspired the most. Uh, the top three were from Yellowstone, and they were Dutton, mm. Rip,
2: and Casey Rip wow.
0: Rip, correct. Okay, oh. yep,
2: Rip. That's crazy.
0: I'm s- He's no,
1: smoking no s- hot, no Stetson,
2: no Stetson. Oh, uh, but Spur.
1: The, there were no. other three names. Uh, of course, Dutton is the last name of Kevin Costner's family, and it was 30 times more popular than it was in 2021. And the other names from the show ranked high Laramie, Walker, and Tate. There you go.
2: Thank you. From Montana royalty, I suppose, uh, to former royalty. Holly, did you finish the Harry book spare? I'm all done. Oh, she's done. Yes. And she's going to talk about it, what she learned next.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome back. Appreciate you listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment.
2: Meemaw and Big Nasty, we wouldn't be who we are without Ho Row on the other side of the glass. Right. Ho Row in the
1: building. Holly Roberts Good ladies and gentlemen. To you. <laughs> yes. Holly, you're so uh. far ahead of me as a new finished. I'm only I'm not even halfway through Harry's book. I'm at the point where he's talking a lot about you know, and it is worth reading, but it's all this uh military jargon and stuff like that and mm. his experience in the military which is absolutely n- necessary to be in the book. Mm. But I'm kind of going through that slowly right now where I am. Yeah. Megan hasn't even showed up yet.
2: Oh. Oh, I don't know if you're ever going to finish this. I I shouldn't put that out because your word this year is follow through. That's true. So you got this. Holly, meanwhile, Thanks, Steve. Dunn went okay. and finished the book. How many pages uh, are in spare?
1: There's 515 pages in the book with spare. Oh, I thought it was 400. Oh, shoot. Then I'm Ah! not even a
0: third of the way through. But uh, I chose the audiobook experience. Great. And so every day on my walks, because that's what I do, I power walk every day. Yeah. I've been slowly whittling away at spare by Prince Harry, narrated by the prince himself. Oh. That's kind of cool. Are
2: you doing it at one speed or one and a half, 1.25?
0: I have to do it at one.
2: Because of the accent.
0: Well, I I just don't understand folks doing it at the 1.5. Mm. I need to take my time.
2: Sure, yeah. Give Will Smith's book a crack. You will be at one point five in a jiffy.
0: Well, I'm glad that you did that for the rest of us because we <laughs> yeah. will, will not be uh, reading that, reading, yeah.
1: listening to Will Smith's book. He
2: was—he's so, a slow talker. That's the problem.
1: You <sighs> played it for me in normal, and I'm like, you think that's slow?
2: I'm telling you, when you're getting through a 16-hour book, and he's saying things like, "So then, I was in Philadelphia, Philadelphia at this time." was wild and i'm like but uh, we we got to get through 500 pages here we need to read this quicker
1: it didn't sound like that it sounded a lot faster i would have
2: slowed down spare though because of the the accent which i feel like you'd have to listen a little harder when you're listening to someone's accent who isn't the same as yours let's let's get an overall view of the book though if somebody says was the book worth reading did you enjoy it your response is what
0: if, you, if you're if you interested in Prince Harry, if you're interested in the British monarchy, I would say spare is worth it. If you're a casual observer of the whole dramatic debacle, I would say maybe perhaps not necessary.
2: Mm. Maybe shift to the, the Netflix show. If you're more casual, that might be a little more bite-sized.
0: Exactly. But... This is really the story of Prince Harry. It goes deep. Yeah, it goes deep. This is a personal chronicle of his life. The things that have happened to him that have impacted the way he has lived. And, you know, kind of leaves it open-ended on a positive note about what the next step for Prince Harry is going to be. Hmm.
2: Did you learn anything new that made you go, huh, I really had never considered that or, or that's not part of the... Narrative that we've been fed for the last two decades
1: I for sure have yes
0: first and foremost the main takeaway from Spare by Prince Harry Man needs a hug Mm -hmm. He just needed Mm -hmm. a hug Mm -hmm. Prince Harry an emotion-based person would you agree disagree Donna hundred
1: percent he is someone who is seeking that love that that outward show of affection. Mm-hmm. And okay. yeah, and
0: he's in a family system, being the British monarchy that exists solely to perpetuate itself. And individuals find themselves within the British monarchy and behave in ways. That are maybe not best for healthy mm, familial dynamics. Yes.
1: They they almost act like they're at the office all the time. Yes. Oh so boy. they're businessmen and women. Mm-hmm. So you even know.
2: when the doors close and the servants or the whatever you want to call them are out of the room. Mm-hmm. They don't just put on a pair of joggers and say, oh, my gosh, what a day. Doesn't
1: seem like it. No, no, no one's putting on their Crocs and their soft pants. And they're not the only (laughs) time the only taking their bras off. (laughs) The only time to me thus far, I'm about 200 pages in and it is like 409 pages, I believe. Um, The only time that there seemed to be a real show of affection And it wasn't even that outward was when Harry came back from the war. Yes. And saw his father and brother. Mm. And I believe William hugged him. And maybe his father half hugged him or something, you know, a pat on the shoulder. Yeah. Uh,
0: King Charles calls Prince Harry darling boy. Yeah, that's his nickname for oh, him. Darling boy. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that is sweet. it is. Sweet. That's the biggest show of affection, I think. Yes. And, you know, he does have... King Charles does have words of encouragement. And you can tell these are people who have affection for each other. But because they're trying to perpetuate this power system and their behavior means that they have to keep this going, the British monarchy, they're just... they're It, it causes these power dynamics in the family that are not particularly healthy, Mm-mm. and Prince Harry, you know, he kicks off the book. He calls the book "Spare," and right. being siloed off into that label at a from the day he was born mm-hmm. has severely impacted the way that he sees himself. Yeah. yeah. Now, one of the things I will say, learning from this book, is that you know the the presentation of William and Harry as thick as thieves, best of friends. The lie detector test has determined that is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're They're competitive. They're competitive and they're siblings. That's the thing where Mm -hmm. it's like we have been presented an unrealistic expectation of these two being BFFs. When in fact, William and Harry are brothers and maybe they don't get along all the time. And this
2: predates him leaving the royal family you're telling me
0: yes oh yeah this goes back to high school when they went to eton they went to a posh boarding school together
1: william acted like harry didn't exist and said act act like you don't know me yes i don't need you following me around right like
2: oh that hurts my heart
1: i know there was one incident i think when something happened and harry went up to his room to william's room and i think he was receptive to that considering what happened but yeah no they're just oh gosh sibling rivalry yet again there's affection there yes but there's also irritation (laughs) between the two i think i think william is constantly irritated by harry Mm -hmm. you know and and then harry got into not surprisingly he got into over drinking uh doing drugs fighting All sorts of stuff like that. And it's not surprising, considering he wasn't getting the mental health that he needed at home. Right. Right. And what I'm
0: fascinated about with the book Spare Prince Harry, now we hear Harry's side of the story. It would be fascinating to hear Prince William's perspective in as much as he's the heir. Mm -hmm. What kind of pressures were the British monarchy and his family system putting on Prince William? Right. That would perhaps
1: influence his behavior.
2: That's a that's a really good point to make.
1: Right. Like maybe William deep down is like, oh, I just wish I could just throw on some sweats and walk out the door, you know, to pick some flowers without paparazzi being there and then calling me, you know, whatever, a slob.
2: And maybe even so, even though it didn't flesh out this way in terms of what the behavior may have been like, there might be a part of him, too, that just wishes he could have just gone and hung out with his brother in their childhood and just played around with none of the, as you mentioned, none of the press, but none of that in turn, Polly brings up a really good point. Could there have been some, you know, royal henchmen who are like, listen, here's why you have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. He won't understand, but it's for the good of the family. It's for the Mm -hmm. good of the monarchy. It's for the good of Britain.
1: hundred percent. And
2: that's a lot of pressure for a a young person to deal with.
0: Yeah. And so listening to Spare by Prince Harry, I was considering that with William thinking, wow, I wish that we could hear from Prince William because I can imagine the pressures of Mm -hmm. him being the heir more than likely influenced his behavior towards his brother in ways that Harry's not even aware of. Right.
2: Where is right. Maury Povich when we need him? Because then he's sitting there. He's doing the sit down with Harry. Mm-hmm. Mopo, And then Harry keeps talking about William. And he says, well, you know what? Would you like to see William? William, come on out. The crowd goes nuts.
1: Ooh, yeah.
2: But then to your point, ho Mopo then says, let's hash this out. Fellas, I oh. do I do hope that they if their if their relationship is in fact fractured at the moment, mm-hmm. I really hope that they are able to restore that.
1: Yeah. I I wish William would read the book. Yes, because I don't the 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 little snippets we were getting before the book was actually released to the public is so misleading. Yes, so misleading. I mean, this guy loves his family. Yes, and a lot of the s- snippets that were leaked from the book
0: spare were taken out of context mm-hmm. and then you would actually get the context you know jumping forward donna from where you are in the book uh one of the things that was leaked to the press about this book was the incident of the bridesmaids dresses yes at megan's wedding to harry mm-hmm. well yeah it was fraught i mean look have you ever been involved in a family wedding of course okay there's going to be tension and drama but the book contextualizes the stress that Megan was under because she was dealing with, with her, her father. father, with Thomas Markle and all of that behavior. Sure. And you're dealing with a family member in a situation that's very emotional and very fraught. And you're trying to plan this multimillion dollar wedding. Yes. And folks are in your ear saying we need the security because
1: you have to protect yourself. There are people out there who want to hurt you. So she's dealing with that. Then she's dealing with her sister, soon to be sister-in-law saying, you know... We these dresses don't fit the kids. Yeah, well, that's what Kate said, and
0: Meg, Meghan Markle, was providing solutions, right, to Kate Middleton. And she's to say, like, I
1: have them, the 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 seamstress or whoever the dressmakers are have been waiting for you all day, yeah. as I told you. Yeah, so you could tell they're both just getting like real under each other's skin. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess ultimately the takeaway from Prince Harry spared that these are human beings living out very human lives in an institution that doesn't really value individual
1: lives. Yes, Mm. it's so sad. It's all for the business. Uh, We got a couple of emails, uh, Holly. Um, uh, Phil says, great review and assessment of spare. Uh, My favorite takeaway was the choices that were presented to Harry when he wanted to separate from the royal duties and titles. Uh, Then Kirsten says... Um, I have to disagree with Holly. I've not really followed the Royals, but I absolutely love the book. I have a completely new view of Harry. He's so much deeper than the media has portrayed as a mom. I feel so sad for the little boy he was and how the loss of his mom has affected him his whole life. I do agree. He needs a hug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fact that he has untold uh, riches has not made his life easy or happy oh my gosh yeah it's such a good book also it's well written
2: he, he had a good re-
1: he had a good ghost writer Let's clear about goodness, that. it is so well written um yeah I, it made me wonder because he said he did he didn't like school he was not a person who went to college uh chose not to chose to go into the military and so as i'm reading it i'm like Wow, he's a really good writer for somebody who didn't do well in school. He has the assistant of a very
0: gifted ghostwriter. I don't remember the name of the person off the top of my head, but I believe they have ghostwritten uh, Andre Agassi's autobiography oh, sure. and some other mm-hmm. ones that are pretty well received. Yeah. Remember good
2: when book. Andre Agassi took his hair and you said the long hair and then he shaved it?
1: Sure do. Mm-hmm.
2: Many people say that that was equivalent to when Harry and Meghan left the royal family. Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> why don't we take a break?
1: Okay, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Take a break. Okay. And
2: when we come back, it'll be time for see something, say something. I just got to, we've talked about robot takeovers. I'm just saying there's a company that's kind of sort of trying to go real life Jurassic Park. What? Another way for humanity to eventually die off. I will tell you about it when we come back.
1: Donna and Steve on My Talk there's 1071. Everything night. entertainment. If you see something, You should definitely say something right. Studies have shown that. Studies have shown that the microbial. Several long term (laughs) studies have. Maybe hit the right button, right? Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something.
2: Come on and party tonight. Give us a little bit of one more other other intro that doesn't play into this The Empire
1: State Building is in trouble
2: with New Yorkers. Thank you.
1: Get out of here.
2: (laughs) Why, Donna? What's uh, going on?
1: Oh, you want me to tell you? Okay. Because after the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles won the NFC? AFC, NFC uh, championship, they turned the building green
2: and tweeted
1: out, fly, Eagles, fly. We're going green and white in honor of the Eagles NFC championship victory.
2: Oh, wow. And
1: people got real mad. Yeah, because
2: it's New York, not Philadelphia. Yeah,
1: and they were like calling the building a traitor. Yeah. Another person said that Godzilla should have crushed you yes. um, <laughs> um like what on earth? I don't know if they've apologized since, but uh people not happy.
2: Yeah, that's dumb. They shouldn't have done that.
1: They should not have done that
2: <laughs> because they're in New York and Philadelphia is close to New York, but it's still far enough away that it's not New York. right, you know what I'm
1: saying? I sure do, Steve. Yeah, people were really up in arms about that. Like, what are you doing? Sorry, it was for the Jets. Oh, yeah. That could have worked. worked.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: But uh, yeah, that bad move, right? The 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 comments about it, very funny though, I have to say. Um, New Yorkers enraged as Empire State Building lights up in support of rivals. Mm. Why did they do that, I wonder?
2: How long of a drive is it, Philly, to New York, Manhattan? A
1: couple hours. A couple hours? Maybe two and a half.
2: Oh, yeah, that's far. That's far enough away to not make sense. I mean, it's not quite Minnesota to Green Bay, but let's use that for an example. Imagine U.S. Bank Stadium saying we're going to light up and... Green and white to honor the Green Bay Packers on their NFC Championship win. I mean, you Joe could get Pacquiao. to
1: Pennsylvania in less than in maybe an hour. You know, everything on the East Coast is so close. Yeah, I they... mean, you want to go from New Jersey to Massachusetts? It's a few hours. You know, it's Massapequa. you could be in another you could be in another state in in twenty minutes. Um. Yeah, not cool Empire State Building. You know what
2: Pennsylvania means?
1: Uh, Keystone?
2: No, it means Penn's Woods because William Penn was, I guess, the founder, call him that, of, of the state of Pennsylvania. And Sylvania, like Sylvania, something in that means woods. And there are a lot of woods in Pennsylvania, a lot of trees. Interesting. Penn's Woods. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for having me. Bye.
2: And now, how humanity comes to an end. Have you seen Jurassic Park?
1: Sure have, Steve.
2: So what happens in Jurassic Park?
1: Uh, Well, the dinosaurs kind of take over. They do. The the intention is good.
2: Sure, always is. Right. We're going to bring them back. We want to study them. And then it's like, well, wait, we want to monetize them. What if we could genetically bring them back? Right. We can find their DNA in an old mosquito And then we can start to essentially breed them. And then by the end of the movie, many people have died. Correct. Now this... Spoiler alert. I read from the Morning Brew, the daily email newsletter that I tried to get Donna to read with me so that we could have something to talk about.
1: Started to become a little annoying.
2: She unsubscribed, and so now it's just me out there. They write this. The same biotech... Startup that plans to, quote, resurrect the woolly mammoth announced a fresh round of funding that is aimed at de-extincting the famously extinct dodo.
1: The dodo. I love the dodo.
2: Colossal Biosciences, the biotech company in question, said Tuesday that it raised $150 million at a $1.5 billion valuation. Shark Tank talk bringing its total funding since 2021 to $225 million. Let's talk about the dodo that they want to bring back from the dead.
1: Super cute. It's Uh, flightless.
2: It is. The dodo, kind of a white whale. Hunting and habitat takeover led to its demise in the late 1600s. And it's the poster bird for human-caused extinction. A preserved specimen in a Danish museum provided enough dodo DNA for colossal To get the project off the ground, something, you know, that the dodo was unable to do in its real life, couldn't fly. Sure. The dodo is the third species that Colossal has said it will attempt to revive after pledging to bring back the woolly mammoth and the thylacine, which is a Tasmanian tiger. This is not a straightforward process. It will involve editing the genomes of closely related living species and selectively breeding them to create, quote, functional dodos mammoths and thylacines not everyone surprise surprise thinks that this is a smart idea critics say that the de-extinction is an ethical minefield as it directs resources away from conserving and protecting species that are currently at risk of extinction i
1: was just gonna say why don't we focus on saving the animals that are in danger Rather than bringing these guys back, let's first do that. The elephant is in big danger.
2: Yeah, you just read something about that the other day.
1: You bet, buddy, boo.
2: The company claims it can produce a woolly mammoth calf, a little baby woolly mammoth, by 2028. That's pretty close, friends.
1: Mm, I don't like that. Mm. Some Mm. of
2: Colossal's investors include Paris Hilton, Tony Robbins. Okay, um
1: okay.
0: Eh.
2: <laughs> they are bullish on some of the breakthroughs that could occur along the way to seeing the dodo spread those beautiful wings and try to fly again, though like they won't be able to. Colossal has already spun off a software business and has suggested artificial wombs and gene editing could be future areas of other spin offs. That, that was a lot of words, I grant you that. I However, do- a little word jumble, that could all be part of a science fiction plot. In any big budget Hollywood Absolutely. movie.
1: I do remember years ago hearing about the woolly mammoth and their attempts at seeing if they have the resources to bring it back. Why do we need that?
2: They're saying bring mm. back, let the, let the hairless elephants go extinct and bring back the hairy elephants. Mm.
0: You know, luckily before the dodo went extinct, there's actual audio of what a dodo sounds like.
2: Oh, well, sure.
0: yeah. Here it is
2: and that's amazing that they were able to get that audio. <laughs> i know
0: truly truly innovation before it's time well oh yeah i mean gosh. that was
2: audio from the 1600s and um it, could you just describe how you know that the uh, audio clip better than i what was happening uh with the dodo in that authentic piece of audio uh
0: it, the dodo did you know that the dodo bird actually dances
2: I I did not. Fun fact,
0: world
1: (laughs) exclusive.
2: Well, I say bring back the dodo. Bring Dodo back.
1: Uh huh. And the name Dodo, am I right?
2: It's epic. (laughs) Timberlake could do maybe a version of the song, Bringing Sexy Back. I'm bringing Dodo back.
1: We did it with Gary. Well, that would would suit him very well, wouldn't it? We're bringing (laughs) Gary back. And we did.
2: Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. Anyway, Jurassic Park in real life. The woolly mammoth is going to kill us if the robots don't do it first. Hope you're having a great Wednesday.
1: Yeah, deep tease. Um, I tell you what, coming up at 11.15 today, a study has figured out what Bigfoot really is.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Really?
1: Uh Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I'll stick around for that clickbait. Uh, Music news coming up next. Holly, have a good rest of your day. I'm going to cry now. Okay.